I'm Steph G, co-founder of G Beauty. I'm an entrepreneur and a beauty expert, and you're listening to the Vitamin G Podcast. I'm on a quest to dig deeper into self-improvement in health, wellness, beauty, relationships, and entrepreneurship. This is Vitamin G, your recommended dose of that little something extra that inspires us to get to the next level. Welcome to the first of many solo episodes here on the Vitamin G Podcast. Before we dive into it, I want to really thank you for being along this new opportunity and journey with me. Starting something from the beginning is a very humbling opportunity that I could not do without the support of this beyond amazing community of people. And really my mission with every episode is to give you value, inspiration, tactile advice on how to improve in small ways every day. So if you get that sense, if you feel this, I really just want to say thank you for being here. So a huge part of creating vitamin G was out of my health and wellness journey, which really did start in 2021. At the end of 2020, I started really seeking out this idea of, I guess, traditional word would be manifestation, but really about bringing what we want to life through the way that we think, which I was raised around the power of the mind and and really seeing and visualizing, but I got really tapped into manifestation. And through online videos, through Instagram, I started watching Bob Proctor, who was a very big teacher in manifestation. And I had this moment of, I want to be the person who feels content and calm about my relationship with my body my relationship with food, and I want to be at this certain weight that I felt I would be most comfortable at. And prior to this, which I'm sure many young women can relate to, I was always looking for the answer of what to do, what to eat, how to move, to love my body, or to be a smaller size. And I remember the first experience when I was very young at soccer camp and all the girls were sitting on the bench. And I remember looking down at my body thinking, my body's a lot bigger than these other girls. And so it happens very young where you have this self-awareness and then through media, we get bombarded with all these different diets and ideas of how to get what we want in also a very quick way. And so I had gotten to a point during the pandemic where because I was at home so much, I was really seeing my lifestyle habits very clearly. I saw how much I or how little I was moving. I saw how much I was eating in a way that I just didn't feel connected to. It just was something I was doing and I was always looking elsewhere for the answer. If I saw someone online that I really liked who was plant-based and ate, you know, had a smoothie for breakfast and rice and veggies for dinner, I tried it and I would keep with it. And I never tuned in as to what was really fueling me or what made me feel good. And near the end of 2020, I was putting on a pair of jeans that were always my more loose, comfortable jeans and they couldn't do up. And that's when I really felt, okay, I'm open to change. I'm open to doing things. But what I'm not open to is buying new clothes. I don't know why that was my hard stop at I just loved the clothes in my closet and I wasn't willing to make that change. And at that time, TikTok was, well, my algorithm was all about transformations and befores and afters. And I saw people really document their process of a health and wellness physical transformation. And I really connected to it. And I thought, I wish I could be that person on the other end who really knew themselves. And I had tried very much so my whole life. I spoke to different nutritionists. I tried different things. I remember I would, you know, intermittent fast until three o'clock when I felt dizzy and I just never felt confident with what I was doing. 
And I had just really bloomed into this incredible relationship with Julian. And in such a lovely way, we were, you know, eating pizza and pasta and indulging and having such an amazing time together. But when I woke up and these jeans couldn't fit, I thought, okay, this is really just not the path that I want to go down. And so I started watching a lot of these videos by Bob Proctor about manifestation, but it was really about the idea of feeling and embodying the person that you are once having achieved the thing that you want. So instead of waiting until you had a million dollars in your pocket, it was about acting the way that you would act today as if you had a million dollars in your pocket. And so I didn't get too carried away with that thought, but what a few things that those videos or that he had recommended will still stick with me today. One of them was writing down your goal on a post-it and keeping it in your wallet just so that it's always nearby. Again, talking about things in the now as if you already have them versus something that you want. And I also then started to really vision board and I would compartmentalize the vision board by personal, professional, lover relationships, and then maybe, you know, fun goals like travel or things like that. I will not forget On January 1st, 2021, I just had this moment of I have to film myself working out because I know that I'm about to embark on a journey. I don't know how the journey will go, but I know I'm about to embark on a journey and I need to document this because even now my sisters will say, how did you know to film yourself that day? And I just had this feeling I was called to do it. I filmed myself and I started a folder in my phone called my wellness journey and I saved it there. I took a couple more pictures, one of them in those favorite pair of jeans that barely did up, and I just knew I was going to change. And I remember saying to Julian, I really think I'm about to embark on something. And he was so supportive and said, I love you every which way you are. If this is what you want to do, I'm all behind it. Whatever you need from me, I'm game. And I knew that it wasn't about him. It wasn't about anybody else. It was really about changing this narrative in my head that I would never feel confident in my body, that I couldn't be what I wanted to be, or I couldn't feel that way that I wanted to feel in my body. And I was so sick of just feeling confused about how to fuel myself. And so I was sitting on this cozy chair I had in my living room, scrolling TikTok as I usually did in the evening. And I came across this video by Alana Malstein, who you've all heard from now. And it was all about volume eating. And that was something I had never heard about before, that you could eat a lot of food, but still work towards your weight loss goals. And so right away, I started following her on all platforms and I got her book on Audible and I would listen to it every time I went for a walk. And it really was something that spoke to me on every level from a mindset perspective to a practical, here's how I recommend you, you know, navigate restaurants, all of that, it really clicked. And once I started going on the program, things were going well, as it usually does when you start to become more aware, more conscious, making better choices. And it was going well for the first, like, I'd say four to six months, things were moving. I was losing weight in a very healthy, sustainable way. I was making great choices. And then at the six month mark, I had this idea in my head that I would have that, that by the six month mark, I would have met my goals. And I hadn't. I was very, very far away from them. And that's really when the work started to set in because I am somebody, like I'm sure many of you, love instant gratification. I love that feeling of achievement, having that reward right away. That's something that I love about being, you know, a beauty educator that when I can really teach somebody something and they purchase it, I feel a great sense of gratification because I've helped them. But there is something, nothing like closing that sale, that feeling And so this was totally different because I was putting in the work, I was putting in the level of commitment, but it felt like my body and I were disconnected. 
And that's really where I had to dig deep and own my narrative that slow and sustainable is the way that I will achieve the things that I want. I created, I guess, a mantra you could say or an affirmation that I still always come back to, which is what is meant to be will be so long as you put in the work. And that always comes into my head because I do believe that we cannot control everything, but we do have to put in the work every single day, morning, noon, and night. And so that's when I really started to look at the lifestyle around these changes and implementations I had made. While I was making great choices, was my fridge set up for success? Was I buying things and prepping my meals so that I could easily put together a balanced meal that fueled me? Was I making space and owning the fact that I loved going out to eat on Saturday nights with Julian and all of our friends who, by the way, love an all-you-can-eat Korean, which is can be very hard to navigate when you have, you know, physical and, and um, health goals, but also you want to enjoy and be present and have fun. And those were some of the best nights because we just let loose and I was able to experiment. And I really focused on my life, my mission with this transformation, which was that I knew if I went all or nothing, I would just end up where I started. And I knew that if I didn't accept the slow pace of this journey, I would just be so frustrated and I would kick myself over it. So after the six-month mark, I really had to take some deep breaths, really look at all the systems. So that's when I really had to start romanticizing or I shifted my mindset to start romanticizing going grocery shopping. Instead of being this chore that I had to do, I saw it as this playground where I got to explore and really make thoughtful choices. And not only was going grocery shopping more of a opportunity, it was all about what I did once I got home. So I would commit, and I still do every Sunday, about three to four hours, including the actual grocery shop, coming home, putting everything away right away, and then focusing two hours of my time on preparation. It could be washing and prepping all my fruits and vegetables. It could be batch cooking sweet potato. It could be making egg muffins for every breakfast for the week ahead. It was everything I could do to set my future self up for success. And that was a big shift. I would put on a show. I would zone out. Julian would do his thing. And it really was about me, not about him. I always made sure to include his needs in my meal prep because that's probably one of my love languages. And let me tell you, making egg salad in batches is excellent for that. I put everything in glass Tupperware so it really lasted me and it really allowed me to feel in control of this journey. I also knew that I had to see my workouts as a form of pleasure and enjoyment instead of a form of punishment. And I have been working out my whole life. It was part of the way that we were brought up to take care of ourselves, to move our bodies, to eat thoughtfully. But you don't always want to work out when you're younger. But then as you grow, you really recognize what it can be used for, which is a tool. So I started to use my morning walks as an opportunity to learn more and listen to podcasts and try to expand my knowledge. And then I focused on incorporating strength training and Rachel Fitness to really give me that sense of relief and a sense of release. Both of those together is what working out does for me now. I don't think of it as this thing that's going to change my body. I think of it as a way to release all the feelings or thoughts in my head that I can't always express through words. And so that opportunity, that gift of having those 30 minutes every morning to myself to move my body and then to work on my own self-improvement really started to show me how I could shift my lifestyle to no longer be thinking oh, everything's going to change once I reach this goal weight or everything's going to change once I 
you know, if I put my head down for the next six months, I'll get where I want to be and then I can do whatever I want. I used to think that a lot, that once I get to that place, then I'll have freedom, where now I'm trying to see the freedom throughout the journey. And it is incredibly hard work, but it's all about repetition. And that, again, the slow and sustainable path that I've been on has really shown me how important consistency is. And so when I share these before and after photos or, you know, the photos of where I was to where I am now, I always make sure to very much acknowledge that these photos could be anywhere from two to three years apart. Because that tripped me up a lot when I would look online and see people show a transformation within six months. And so I really want to be that voice maybe in your head or what you see online of slow and sustainable is how we make long-term changes. And once I then got more fine-tuned about the things that made me feel good, I went back to, or I've always leaned on the principles of Alana's program to be mindset. And one of them is using the scale. And that was also part of this transformation because the scale was a tool to make me feel terrible about myself. That's how I misused it versus really seeing it as a tool of measurement. That's all it is. It has no emotional value unless we give it one. And so using it as a tool to see what helped me the day before or what didn't help me the day before. That's how I used it in the morning as that tool. Now, almost four years later, I have more flexibility with it. It's not something I need to check every day or that I want to check every day. It's more that I have it as a tool to check in with. And that was a big, when I shared that online, a lot of people had some opinions about that because we want to fight this idea that we, you know, are, we want to empower women and we don't want to be held to this standard of the scale or being smaller, but it is all about the lens you see it through. It helps me act as a measure so that I know that I'm on the right path for myself. So the consistency of moving my body in a way that I enjoy, I now see the walking as such a pleasure. It's always been a pleasure, but you still have to push yourself. Getting 10,000 steps a day is not super easy. You have to be intentional. You have to make space for it. But that was really my time to breathe, to look around, to have phone calls. I mean, those are some of the best conversations when you're on a walk. Using my strength training and Rachel Fitness as an opportunity to release and relief myself of emotions or thoughts in my head. And really, I love the feeling of lifting something up that is very heavy. There's something very satisfying and gratifying about that. And then when it comes to food, I really, as I keep saying, I leaned on that program, which ultimately it's educating us to fuel ourselves and focusing on protein, keeping carbs to maybe the morning to midday to afternoon, but really trying to focus your dinner on your protein and vegetables because we no longer need that fuel from the carbs, but ultimately never putting myself in such a box, never restricting myself completely because in my head I had such intense restrictions and it did lead me to overindulge and eat in secret. And that just, I mean, listen, it catches up to you. It doesn't stay in secret. So um, that shift was very intentional and making space for the things in my life that really matter, which one of those is enjoying Saturday nights out with Julian and our friends and trying new places and eating foods I maybe would have never eaten before. And so that for me is a great experience of fun and enjoyment and pleasure that I wanted to work into this transformation. And I think that it's important to acknowledge how easy it is to compare ourselves to others. I am certainly not past that concept. It's something that I work on all the time. I look at other people and think they've done more than me or they have a better, could be body or 
beauty or whatever it is. We look at other people and think, how how did they do it? How did how can I do it? You know, they have more, and it's that I think is right now one of my greatest works in my life is really focusing on myself and where I've come and where I'd like to be, and using other people as inspiration versus comparison. And so, I share all of this, and I love sharing it, and hope that when you receive it, whether online or in this episode is that I really want to be a source of inspiration and action versus comparison for not feeling great about where you're at. Just because we have access to the information and just because we know we might know how to do it, it doesn't mean that we can we are ready to do it. And I do believe you have to get to a point. People ask me that, how did I know on January 1st, 2021 that it was going to be the day that I made this change? And I'm not usually a conventional New Year's person that everything changes on the new year. But I had gotten to a place where I was really frustrated with not feeling great. I was frustrated with my inner dialogue that was not serving me. And I feel like there were a few things that kind of happened energetically or throughout the universe that led me to it. Um, you know, seeing all of these manifestation videos and digging a little bit deeper and then finding Alana randomly on TikTok. And what's funny is that, and I point this out to Julian all the time, is that I see the combination of to be everywhere. It could be on the exit, uh, on the highway in Miami. It could be one day we were walking down a street and there was a real estate sign and the real estate broker was to be. It was so random. It could be anywhere, but it just always comes back into my head of I am meant to be on this path of, you know, that was the right program or teachings for me. And when people ask me about confidence, I wish that I had a more perfect answer or I wish that I could really say this is how you become more confident. I think my answer right now with confidence is that it's really an ebb and flow. There are periods of my life where I feel extremely confident and there are periods of my life where I feel humbled right back down to the beginning and really want to figure out who I am and what I like and you know what I believe in. And I think that we have to ride those waves, but I know that in order to strengthen my confidence, the more I put in the work, the more that answer will present itself to me. So I wasn't confident when I started this health and wellness journey, January 1st, 2021. I maybe had a bit of a false sense of confidence, but three years later, I'm confident in all the habits and practices that I have committed to because I see the results that my clothes fit me. And that's really what I cared about. It was really about feeling great in my clothes. So that's a big, deeper dive into my health and wellness journey, how I got into this. Um, it's something that is kind of now just part of me. It's not my identity. It's not necessarily where I see a future for myself. I more just see that it's part of who I am and who I will always be. And I really try to not think about anyone else in comparison because it really is just about me and how I feel. I think that I see how easily it is for us to want to get the easy answer or want to subscribe to an idea that I guess you know, I love the idea of clean eating. I think it's an amazing way of life. And I think we should be very conscious about the ingredients in our food. But for me, there's liberation and eating things that aren't clean, but not overeating them and enjoying them for what they are. So yes, I love the concept of clean eating, but I don't necessarily live my life to the book that way because that doesn't necessarily lead me to feeling freedom. So sort of looking at it like that, what is it that I maybe restricted myself in the past. How do I bring that in in a way of balance? When it gets down to the daily, you know, practices of what I do, I 
I'm sure hopefully you're getting this sense here, but I'm certainly not perfect. There's a lot of growth that I want to grow through and learn from. But I make space every morning for my skincare, my gua sha. That's really become such an important part of my morning routine to just flush out the toxins. I make space to go to the bathroom. Nobody talks about that enough, but it's very important to start your day that way. And then now that we have our beautiful puppy Ginger, there's usually some form of going outside, whether it's standing in the backyard with her or taking her for a walk. And when it is super cold and I stand in the backyard, I try to have a moment of mindfulness of this is an equivalent to, you know, my super cold plunge because it's so freezing out. And then I make space for 30 minutes of movement. So I'll either do Rachel Fitness, I'll see my trainer Noah for a strength training workout, or I will do maybe a Pilates session, something to get my body moving. And in between all of that, I'm always looking and thinking about my mindset. I'm really trying to interrupt any negative thoughts or self-talk because sometimes the mornings can be more challenging that way. Right away after that, I get into prepping my food for the day. It is a non-negotiable for me. I will never leave the house without having one or two, if not three little meals with me because I don't like relying on what's out there. So that's breakfast, lunch, and maybe a snack. I have by this point already had my greens, currently loving AG1. And then I have switched to black coffee, which is not as hard as I thought it would be. And that's pretty much the majority of my morning. What I'm trying to figure out is making more space for daily for morning story series because I love being online. I love sharing how I get ready and doing my makeup, but I'm also trying to batch that and make certain days of the weeks my content days and really focusing on that. And while this is all happening, I usually have two podcasts happening. One is a news podcast and one could be something more pleasurable where I'm learning or listening to a great interview. So I've you know, interviewed quite a few people so far. I can't wait for you to listen to those conversations. Some people have much more elaborate morning routines. Mine is realistic to me right now. And in, in, in and throughout all of it, there could be calls or emails from work, which of course have priority, but in a way where I can make sure that I'm still filling my own cup. Um, I don't necessarily have to work out every single day to feel accomplished, which is also something that I had to work through that even going for a walk is a great part of my wellness practices. So I make sure to at least commit to four great workouts a week, making sure I get anywhere from seven to 10,000 steps. I've realized that not hitting 10 every day is also okay. And then I have my Saturdays, which are my refill my own cup day, which is something we'll talk about for sure in other episodes to come. But that's when I really do things that are a little bit bigger than my regular routine to fill my cup. And Saturday nights are all about having and making space for fun and enjoyment. So those are the daily practices right now that serve me. I'm also trying to incorporate more reading before bed, not having my phone in my bedroom. But these are all things that I had to work up to. These are not things I started in one day. These are all things that have a ricochet effect. And there's also nights when I can barely wash my face. So that's also part of being human. It's part of being, you know, it's part of living life. But it never feels great. And so I never want to do it again. And then I get right back on top of my habits. And I think having that opportunity to not torture yourself is very, very important and allows you to see the bigger picture and do it in a slow and sustainable way. So my mission on this podcast is to introduce you to people that have impacted me. And I have so far shared with you, Alana and Rachel, when it comes to my, you know, transformation, as we call it, or, you know, journey is probably the better word. 
people that know more than me in that area and people who really teach me and then about finding a way to incorporate it in my own way, interpret it in my own way. So that's a little about me, my health and wellness journey. It is will forever be a journey. It's a road that I will always be on. And I do get asked a lot about how to start or what what I recommend to start. And I think it really is about just digging deep and looking inside and asking yourself where you're at, where you'd like to be, and what is one thing you can do to get closer. I do love photo documentation. That's specific to me. If it's something that clicks with you, I think it's really helpful because sometimes we can really glorify the past or we can question it, think twice about it. And to me, that really was so helpful because when I look back, I see, okay, those jeans weren't fitting as well and now they're fitting better. And that just helps me and gives me a good pat on the back to keep going. So I hope this was helpful and I hope this clicks and resonates with you. And I'm always here for your and my journey. Enjoy. If you like this episode and the podcast, I would love for you to follow, rate, and leave a review. It would mean so much to me and the growth of the Vitamin G podcast.